Hello and welcome to episode 104 of The Brand Lounge, where every Thursday we feature insightful brand stories to showcase the hundreds of ways that businesses are started, the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur, and to encourage you to build your business your way. I'm Tammy Hills, your host and founder of Shadowcat Creative, where I'm a personal brand and marketing consultant. And today I am once again joined by the wonderful Ella Orr, social media marketer at her business, Much More Social. Welcome back to the show, Ella. Oh, thank you very much for having me back, Tammy. It's wonderful. Uh, I'm delighted to have you back. In the last episode, listeners, Ella and I talked all about creating effective social media campaigns, how to measure their success and tips for keeping on track both through uh, social media fatigue and through success. So be sure to pop that one on your playlist to listen to next if you missed it. But today, Ella, we are talking all about you and your business journey. So let's take it back to the start. And what was it that inspired you to start your business much more social? Oh, well, it's a a rather sort of probably an interesting and a more unusual story, um, Tammy, because I had absolutely no idea about marketing four years ago. Absolutely none. Uh, Because I've been a teacher. I was a teacher for um, 30 years. So there you are. I'm giving my age away now. Um, um, You're at least 31. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but to be quite honest with you, um, I've been I've been wondering about how to get out of teaching. Sadly, there are quite a few of us that uh, feel like that. Um, but I've been wondering about how to get out of teaching, um, not because of the teaching itself, um, which I still love, but just obviously the whole sort of bureaucracy and the uh, demands of the, the job and everything else. And really like the frustration, I think, the frustration of, of trying to do things, but not them, them not turning out in the way that one would expect. So, but the other thing that kind of really um, incentivized me to leave was, and sadly, my, my dear mum now passed on, um, was very ill. And um, when she she passed away in 2016 and um, in 2017. And interestingly, I know we were talking on the um, other podcast um, about um, mental, you know, emotional well-being and mental health and stuff like that. And and I really sort of took a downturn. I mean, and, you know, I, mean, I, I will, will say that, you know, I did take a downturn emotionally and mentally. And I thought I've got to do something different. And, and I thought, you know, life is so short, you know, we're only here once and everything else. So anyway, all I did was I was sitting there one day just scrolling on my phone thinking, what could I do? What can I do? I don't want to be a tutor. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do, I didn't really want to do anything related to education. I thought, oh, social media. Is there a job in that? <laughs> you know what? It's really funny because social media has been around for quite a while now. And I think for a good three quarters of that, people are like, who could have a job in social media? And now it's like, you need a job in social media. <laughs> so that's it. You see, I think I probably did sort of join the movement at just the right time. It's sounds like four years ago. Um, and um, I just happened to come across a course, um, which I'm going to name on this podcast it was digital mums they still run um, social media training now it was a really um, helpful course for me because a lo- it was um, aimed obviously all all women who were parents a lot of the time you know these women have come out of very good well-paid jobs unable to continue with the work-life um, career that they had and so you know social media marketing does sort of fit in better it's not ideal 
but it's better around sort of like family life and that sort of work-life balance. Um, I was a little bit anxious, I have to say, because I thought I'm too old. I've never done this before. Will they take me on? But they took me on. They welcomed me with open arms. It was a really good course. And that was how I started on my social media marketing journey. Wow. How interesting. So do you think looking back now, if you hadn't have found that particular course, would you have done something different? Do you think? Uh, yeah, I think I would have, would have eventually found something different because I say, well, I was in quite a dark sort of place and and I mean you know I know and like the age that I was at in my early 50s I could have just said oh I'll hold on I'll hold on and you know go for the early retirement or whatever and retire as soon as possible but you know there is something within me and I think this is what kind of has driven me through motivated me through to where I am now being sitting here talking to you on this podcast that just like I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it you know so and I think you know I, I'm not going to let life just sort of like passed me by. So, I mean, obviously you will hear about this when I speak over the next few minutes, but, you know, I just love what I do. I love it. I think that anyone who listened to the previous episode will also appreciate kind of the love and the passion that you have for it and the knowledge that you have for it as well, I think is just incredible. So when it came to making that decision, did you take the course whilst you were still employed as a teacher? Yeah, I did. I did. So I'm sitting here nodding on a podcast. (laughs) That's all right. I'm here to articulate. (laughs) Yeah, I did. Yeah. So again, you know, it was sort of very tentative steps. And I know that, again, some of your listeners will appreciate this, especially if they're trying to move from one career to another or they're running something as a kind of side hustle and wondering whether or not they can monetize it it's it is really quite frightening to think about giving up something that is stable that you've known so long you feel like you know like the back of your hand you've got a regular income you've got you know the whole kind of the the, the support of um, you know knowing that you're, you're you know you're adding to a pension pot and if you are sick or whatever the structures will be in there to support you so yeah it was a kind of a little bit of a having to sort of sever the ties gradually so I did carry on doing a bit of teaching um, whilst I, whilst I was training, though I was very lucky because I was working in adult education. So there was more flexibility. Um, I had come from being a primary school teacher. I'm a primary school trained teacher. Um, so I've been through all of that. I've been through the whole sort of education, the, the kind of recognised education system of, of teaching you know, children and young people. But then working in adult education, there was a bit more flexibility and I was working part time and so forth. And then when I finished doing the training, I was still I was I know you're probably going to ask me about this, but I was I was very sceptical about whether or not I was going to actually be able to create a, a career out of this social media marketing or oh should I just go back to teaching it that course was nice that I did but I'll carry on carry on in teaching and wait and see what happens with the social media but I don't know again kind of I just sort of thought no you know if I just hang on to this the teaching role as a kind of safety blanket I'll never I'll never commit to my social media so I'm glad I did eventually say right that is it I'm not going to do it anymore and I told my manager I'm going to be leaving I'm finishing 
I'm concentrating on that. Was there a particular event or incident or thought or Monday morning that inspired you to go, you know what? No, I'm at that point now. This is my tipping point. I'm going to take the leap. I'm going to move forward. Well, interestingly. um... (laughs) I love it when it starts with that. (laughs) A good, well-placed well I'm here for. (laughs) it was about nine months after I finished my training and my husband and I went away on holiday our daughter was um was at um was a a a holiday a school trip away a residential that's where she was at and we were on this holiday and um (laughs) we didn't have the greatest holiday we went for a lovely holiday but we didn't have the greatest time away because we had we had some serious heart-to-hearts about whether or not I was going to actually be able to make a go of this. And by the end of the holiday, I was absolutely indignant about the fact that basically, you know, I wouldn't, I won't use a rude word, but it was it began with him and everybody else. I'm going to do it. And I think that is it. You see, you just you just have to have that, you have to have that sort of bloody mindedness about you when you run your own business because we know there's so many that fail within the first 18 months or something like that or you know their pipe dreams they're you know they're they're sort of like a, a, a wish list of you know of, of 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 something you know and they don't actually ever get realized but you know I just thought stuff you lot and then it wasn't it wasn't just him it was the kind of skepticism I know of like I think other people who are close to me friends and whatnot you know who just thought because you know what does she want to stop being being a teacher for it's really interesting especially when you had such an established career because it's not like a career that you have been in for I mean any length of time is kind of it's an individual perspective isn't it but a long career of kind of 30 years I can understand, I don't necessarily agree, I'm just going to clarify that, but I can understand the kind of reactions that you potentially experienced, including that. But where you are now, so four years later, and you've kind of progressed and grown and you have this business and you are established and everything is, I'm I'm assuming, going very well. Mm. How soon in that journey did you start to see things changing or was it completely irrelevant to you as in like the perceptions that you were receiving I think well well, there was again there was sort of like a turning point for me and and it was getting a business coach it made a massive amount of difference to me just floundering around going after every available opportunity there was in terms of people saying oh I think I need social media management or so and so is looking for and it was so and so is looking for this person and so forth, and you know, looking for someone to, to 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 manage this, help them with this and so forth. And none of this was coming to fruition, or it was starting and it and it wasn't it wasn't satisfying. You know, I could immediately see the the, the warning flags, the red flags that oh, this wasn't going to be an ideal client. And at the time I didn't actually know what the phrase ideal client meant. But my wonderful business coach, um, Ruth, she who I'm still with now, you know, she she taught me about ideal clients work work with people who really love you whose businesses you love who you know you have an understanding with you have a relationship with you can be open and honest with each other and you know again this is a message really for every time you work with somebody who's going to help you in your business who's going to support you when you even when you're you're outsourcing to a, a freelancer or whoever that you have a really good relationship 
with them, establish a good relationship with them, and 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 that it's and that and there's respect on both sides that they respect your business, and they're not going to um, basically take the pee out of you, and you know try and haul you over a barrel with all kinds of um, ridiculous, um, you know, sort of like sort of, you know saying, oh, you know, this is this is what this is what the the price is, and so forth. But then you're finding that you know it's some extortion amount of money, and you're thinking, God, what on earth am I getting for that? But then also, you know, you're respecting that the other person's time and the, the valuing their worth, and why it is that maybe they are charging that amount of money, um, and and why it is that they do work in that kind of way, and that you're you're not way, and that you're not their only client. That's the other thing. <laughs> But, you know, so but having that kind of mutual understanding of each other um, really will really, really will help. But that, you know, so that's the ideal sort of client scenario to me. But that is what has made a big difference because I am working much more with people now who um, I really enjoy working with. And, um, and you know, some of them I, I, you know, I speak to regularly. Others just leave me to get on with it. Amazing. So were there any other particular times that you experienced particularly in the business journey because I know that um the event that kind of inspired that final push and then you talked about the more of a I don't want to say negative but kind of it was more of a of a negative push that made you be that bloody minded like yes I'm gonna bloody well do this I'll show you lot are there any other pivotal moments in your business, maybe from um, the opposite point of view, like very positive experiences you've had where you're like, you know what, this is why I'm doing it. This is what I know that this is the right step that I chose. I mentioned maybe in the previous podcast about being very active on LinkedIn. Um, and that has made a huge difference to my confidence because a lot of a lot of professional people are, are, are quite wary of, of LinkedIn. They're wary about sort of being really active on it they'll go on there and they'll read it and they'll have a profile but actually that was where it will stop Tammy I can see you (laughs) doing it myself yeah I agree with that I find LinkedIn a very um strange place intimidating yeah but but I think again I was kind of lucky um because um in my conversations on on social media, which I was sort of starting to get into at, at the time, this was kind of a early sort of 2019, I would say. So I'm only talking like a couple, yeah, back end of 2018, early 2019, that I was starting to sort of see that there were real people on social media. These weren't just avatars. They weren't just the names of businesses. There were people behind them who actually wanted to help you. I responded to a comment that was right on LinkedIn. Um, and this wonderful woman, Janine, again, who I'm very fr- good friends with now. I've got all these lovely friends. They're wonderful. I'm going to give them a shout out on this podcast. <laughs> Go for it. Absolutely. Janine Coombs, if, if you want a very good marketing consultant, um, Janine, um, Janine um, answered my question gave me a generous answer then we were chatting in the in the uh, in the messaging on 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 linkedin and anyway janine and i are still you know friends now we've actually had the chance to meet twice in person in the last few weeks as well which is wonderful because i'm in the midlands and she's down in hampshire but yeah but you know it but it was it was kind of getting her her um, responding to my comment, then as a result of that, I put a video on LinkedIn, I think about a couple of months later, quite a few people commented on it because it was the first video I put on. And I was getting lots of lovely feedback from people. And I think that's what would trigger me to sort of think, actually, this LinkedIn, it's not as bad as 
as a bolting was. I love that you leapt straight in with both feet where you're just like, not only am I going to be present and correct on LinkedIn, but I'm going to start with a video. Whereas most people are just kind of like, yeah, I've been on LinkedIn for years, never done a video. <laughs> I have to give another shout out actually to a, a lovely friend, John Aspirian, um, who uh, John is a, a, a really good person to know on LinkedIn. If you want somebody who really knows LinkedIn in and out and he's a bit actually really geeky about it, then um, go and follow John. But John John has been my I've, uh, 90% of what I know about LinkedIn, I've learned from John. But, you know, because I'm part of his community, and this is, again, what I was saying about being part of communities, knowing the right people who are not going to, you know, troll you, leave you horrible comments, be negative and and and, and be, bring all that really kind of bad vibe to social media. If you get in with the right people, there will also, if you do get people doing that to you, these good people will have your back. That's the other thing. So, yeah, I've been so lucky, Tammy, so lucky. I'm so pleased for you. And I love that community is something that you speak so passionately about as part of your approach to social media marketing. But equally, it's clearly something that has been pivotal in your business journey as well. So if there are any listeners out there who are like, I haven't found my community yet, what kind of advice would you have to try and find those communities that has obviously had such an impact on you? How did you come about finding them? I, I mean, well, for example, on, on LinkedIn, I, w- I would say, and here's a little bit of a sort of LinkedIn strategy, strategic sort of um, advice here is, you know, to go, go and comment on people's posts. You don't have to, um, you don't have to post yourself, but if you go and comment on people's posts, then that's where you'll start to get noticed. And that is the same on Instagram as well. If you comment on people's posts, and obviously you can comment on people posts of people who you know, but if you also, you know, I mean, there, there is a sort of slight bit of sort of like lur- of, of lurking, isn't there? This sort of aspect of lurking on social media and you follow people around. So if you're following people around who you trust, who you like, who, you know, share the same values as you, they will bring you into those communities as well. And I think that's the thing is, I would say choose five or six people on the social media platform that you like. It could be Instagram. It could be Twitter. I I think it's less easy to do this maybe on Facebook. (laughs) Facebook's still a mystery to me, to be honest, Tammy. Oh, Twitter is a mystery to me. I love it for literally the only things I use Twitter for are checking up on when my favorite streamers are going live pretty much or for news. If I'm like, I can't be asked to read the headlines, I have a look on Twitter. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, yeah, we're both on Clubhouse. And again, it's this thing of, I mean, I, I mean, this is, you know, for, for all people's moan, moans and gripes and, you know, sort of absolute disdain of Clubhouse, which some people have, I think those of us who are still using it understand the way that it works is that you get to know people, you like them, you follow them. And then when they go into a room, you follow them into the room. And now it could well be that you don't... <laughs> I love the way you're smiling there. I'm sorry. It's just, you know, when sometimes you listen to the words that you're saying and you remember the original context that they had, where it's just like, you know, you see people in a room and then you follow them around and then you follow them into the next room. You're like, anyone who has no idea about social media or clubhouse, just like, I'm sorry, you're doing what? Sorry, it just hit me for a moment then. But yeah, absolutely. It is about making the effort. I guess it's the same way as you make friends as as, as a grown up, isn't it? You need to have those conversations. 
establish commonalities, establish personality and intent, I guess, that you want to be friends. I mean, I usually go with, hey, do you want to be my friend? <laughs> I just embrace that awkwardness fully. And any there have been many of my guests where I'm like, hey, I had so much fun recording. Do you want to be my friend too? Because otherwise, and this is the thing, particularly with social media, and I'd love to hear your take on this. When you're trying to establish yourself as a business owner and trying to kind of find your community, there's a very fine line between coming across as someone who is just trying to get into a community to sell your services Mm -hmm. and moving into a community because you actually genuinely want to form connections and friendships and collaborations. And it can feel, especially if you're feeling a little bit awkward, it can come across a little bit. I mean, most social media is text-based, so you can't read inflection and tone and humor and everything else with messages so yeah yeah I mean I I just think that in a way and I know this is like where it is like a real time suck of course it is but you the, the longer that you spend on it the more you become attuned to the people who are being dare I say arseholes you did say that we could swear. I did, and I'm glad I got a swear word out of you. Wow. You, know, you can tell. You can tell. And the people who are who are you know who are a bit more genuine. I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, none of us are going to be. And this is this whole thing about. Oh God, I'm going to mention that word authenticity. <laughs> oh my goodness! How dare you? There, I I know. But you know that whole thing about being being the same as you are generally on social media and I mean I feel that having sort of immersed myself in this medium for the last three years that I kind of feel that I've got a better measure of people it's not it's not the fact that I can read people totally or whatever but you see them in different places and if they're turning up in the same way in different places at the same on clubhouse as they are on instagram as they are on linkedin as they are when you meet them in person and you also hear other people talking about them then i think that's that's the best that you can do in terms of working out whether or not how how genuine somebody is whether or not they actually really want to get to know you, learn about you, learn about your business, collaborate, or they're just basically in there just to shove their offer under your nose. Yeah, never fun. Never fun, that type. I think there's a lot less patience for those, though. (laughs) Perfect. So let's talk a little bit about how your business has changed since you originally set it up, because I think that I think you alluded to this a little bit in some of our conversations, but so now you very much position yourself. You are a social media marketer. You talk about the marketing aspect of social media, but you have also talked about management as well. So did your business start as one and then kind of transform into the other? And was that an intentional decision or did you just look back one day and go, oh, we're doing this now, which happens to me like the, no shade, like literally that's how I think some of my business is developed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I think it does. It does. I mean, I mean, yes. I mean, obviously, when I first finished the digital mums course, I thought that I was just going to do management. I thought it was just going to be so straightforward that I was just going to find businesses who wanted help with social media, needed needed support. I had sort of a higher degree 
of knowledge and understanding because I, you know, I'd learned about it and and this was going to be my focus. So then, therefore, I could help businesses with their social media marketing and tell them, you know, that, you know, this is the way that you do things. This is how you create content. Blah blah blah. This is about the hashtags. This is how often you should post and all this kind of stuff. Um, but then I kind of realised, and and again, it was John, my friend John on LinkedIn, who sort of said, you know, you've got find what it is that really sets you on fire. What is it that really motivates you what is it that makes you you know I mean again you know on with other coaches I've heard speaking you know what is it that makes you get out of bed in the morning and I thought actually funnily enough it's still the teaching it is still the teaching so that is what then sort of drove me to think well actually I'm perhaps I ought to be focusing more on offering training and consultancy rather than um, management. But I do do, I still do all my own social media because I think the best way to learn is when you're doing it yourself. And obviously, um, you know, consultancy and training, um, because I'm still in the very sort of early stages of my business, I still need, you know, sort of like that retainer work. And so, you know, management helps with that. And also it's good. I think it's good because I'm being, I'm constantly having to live up to the expectations, be accountable to my clients who expect that management to be done month after month. So I think, you know, I do have a little bit the best of both worlds. But yeah, I mean, I take my hat off to people, to social media managers who do social media management fully as their business because it is draining. And 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 we don't and and we they don't get the money that they deserve and you know we've still got to and I'm going to get on my soapbox now Tammy oh grab your soapbox I love it you know we still need to get off this idea uh, that you know that social media is something that you offer that you give to the intern or the office junior or you give to one of your younger relatives in your family to manage because it is a strategic job and you have to know you have to know the industry you have to know the market you have to know your audience. There's so many. There's so many. I think things that are kind of root. God, God, listen to me. I am. I am an older woman, but you know, require a certain degree of maturity for you to be able to do the job properly. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree. And I think that I think that there are always two approaches to any aspect of running a business, including choosing to run a business. And it can be either a very flippant approach, where it's like, well, it's not really worth that much. It's not really valued. It's not really a choice that that person would make. So they don't perceive it as something that's significant, which applies to choosing to run a business, which applies to social media strategy, which applies to everything that we choose to do within our businesses, every aspect. But when you look at it from the perspective of a more, as you said, a more mature approach and how can this support my business? If you apply strategy to any aspect of business, then it's going to have more gravitas and help you more within your business. But equally, if you take a flippant approach to it, then you'll get flippant results. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. I think that it is still considered very much. And I think that the accessibility of tools and knowledge also makes it feeds that kind of flippant nature from people who don't kind of understand or have need to understand because a lot of it is like do they need to know do they need to have a different perception and if they don't then they probably won't but things like Canva and things like um, sites like Udemy and LinkedIn Learning all of these online learning spaces you can do a course in pretty much anything but that doesn't mean 
that your experience and knowledge is less valid than someone who has gone to a traditional educational career route to learn that stuff like it's very different way of learning I feel my soapbox moment I feel that the education system is incredibly outdated it hasn't come up to date with the internet digital technology new ways and new possibilities of learning so the very old school approach of oh you did an online course or oh well you've had a career in this or you (laughs) who are you to start this new business is very outdated because the information is out there, the opportunities are out there, and your approach will be different. You have a significant amount of experience in teaching. Just because you've changed the subject matter of what you're teaching doesn't make it any less valid. No, this is it. Well, this is it. This is it. And this is what I've kind of, I, I needed that. I needed to be told that. That was the thing. And I think this is what I, what I value so much from having the business coach you know, the business coaching and from being in that business coaching community with these other wonderful women who are, you know, we're all part of Ruth's coaching group, but also, you know, the the kind of acknowledgement from my peers, these esteemed people who I, who I, you know, and I do have respect for them. They're my friends, but I also respect them, you know, who are on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Clubhouse, on uh, LinkedIn, sorry, especially. Actually, um, you know, who 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 said, you know, actually, Ellie, you know, you're doing you're doing the right thing. You're doing the right job. You're and, and the, the lovely thing, Tammy, is not necessarily when they say it to you. It's when they say it to somebody else about you. That feeling is wonderful, isn't it? Yes. You know, someone else, you know, someone mentioned me in their in their post or, you know, they said, oh, I was talking so and so about Ella, you know, you know, and you think, oh, God, it's just wonderful. It is. And it isn't even it's a combination as well, because it's a combination of validation that these big jumps and big risks if you're in that space, that your perceived big risks that you have taken. So throwing away, not throwing away, sorry, changing career, throwing away your career. I felt like I threw away a certain chunk of my corporate career because of the way that I left my job. I could have done a lot more easing rather than literally throwing it in, <laughs> throwing it in the bin and moving on. But it was very, felt like a big risk to me because it was such a life-changing and I'm sure that you you feel the same so when other people recommend you to other people it's not only that sense of validation but and the warm fuzzy feeling that someone thinks so highly and respects the work that you're doing but it's also it's just such a lovely feeling to know that you're helping people enough that they want others they want other people to benefit from your experience and your approach. Yeah. And, and, and I think, you know, this is to go back to what you were saying about corporate. To me, this is one of the, the real treasures of being a business owner, you know, or working in the freelancing community or whatever you want to call it, basically working for yourself, because we do have that acknowledgement of each other's skills. We do support each other. We do big each other up. And whatever, and I think that perhaps the corporate world could learn a little bit more about that in terms of from that, you know, in terms of celebrating each other. I mean, this is what the thing is about on LinkedIn is, you know, when we talk about um, uh, companies using LinkedIn, and you know, it's that I, you know, the way that LinkedIn works really well in terms of company pages and so forth is when everybody jumps on onto the the LinkedIn company page you know, or shares shares something, you know, and then takes it back to the LinkedIn company page or then something shared from the LinkedIn company page, you know, but it's basically that if there's that employee advocacy, 
Yes. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, but it's such a difficult thing to, it's such a difficult thing to, to kind of communicate. And I think it's, I wonder, I'm going, I'm going to put a, you know, a sort of like a, like open the, <laughs> open those floodgates. <laughs> now about you know talking about the fact that um so yeah we, 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 we there needs to be much more sort of um acknowledgement celebration whatever maybe in in the corporate world and and then that would that then i think they would understand social media a lot better because there's so much cynicism within the corporate world about social media i think it's because they don't necessarily need to rely on it because they're not this is just my hot take and this episode is all about you clearly but here's my opinion <laughs> My view is that as small business owners or small to medium business owners, independent business owners, whatever you want to label yourself as, but as a small to medium business, our marketing and our best way of conversion, like we were talking about in the last episode, is through building community. When you're a big business, you don't necessarily need to build a community. It is helpful but it is optional. Whereas as a small business, I would say that it's the other way around where community is kind of, that is how you get successful. That is how you create a thriving business is through community backed up with paid advertising, selling everything else. Bigger businesses, paid advertising, promotion and selling is the primary and community is the optional. So I think that maybe it's because the uh, intent and the necessity is literally opposite. Yeah, very. That's an excellent way of, of, of summing it up. Yeah, of thinking about it. So I feel a podcast episode coming on about this. I do time. feel a podcast episode coming on about it. I made a note already. <laughs> I'm already booking through into January, but sure, we'll find a way. (laughs) Or maybe we should find another way, something else. Maybe I should just start another podcast. Let's not go down that route. Okay, I've got enough to do today rather than starting a a second podcast. Okay, let's bring it back around to you. Let's bring it around to uh, a little bit about your your brand and your marketing because I love diving into this with other businesses. So when you came up with your business name, Much More Social, what was the thought process? How did that come to life for you? Well, at the time, um, again, you know, this sort of came out from, I was relying a lot on the sort of digital mums community and the advice from people you know the graduates within there so there was a lot of talk about us using our name as part of the branding so I you know I've got quite an unusual surname or O-double-R um, and that was how the much more came about and I thought that I was going to sort of you know we have it as M-O-R-R but of course I thought no that's too a bit too sort of you know <laughs> bit too much of a too much left thinking or right thinking or whatever it is you know whatever it is left field that's the word the phrase isn't it left field so I just thought oh I better keep it as much more m-o-r-e and that was how it how it stuck so (laughs) that's why it's called much more social I didn't make that connection but I am here for like I am always here for a pun so um yeah no that I think that's brilliant I love that um awesome so have you found that it's it served you well I I guess it's quite a flexible name when it comes to social um, like social media and social marketing so you haven't found it restricting in any way in the times it since you started till now being called much more social my my business being called that no not not really at all um I mean it's really interesting actually I was having a having another discussion I'm always having discussion with somebody about whether or not I should have just 
you know, use my name, been called, you know, www.ellaraw.com or whatever it is, you know. But uh, but no, I think I think the fact that it's a talking point, uh, I always say Ella or much more social. Um, uh, and, you know, you know, I, I just think, I don't think it's, it's held me, it's held me back though. There's been a lot of lovely play with my surname being hashtag awesome. <laughs> I love that. That's back to the branded hashtags that we were talking about in the last episode. You should have busted that out as an example, rather than me floundering around trying to find one. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Brilliant. Love that. Always love a play on words. And I think that that's part of it, isn't it? It brings that personality across that's so important when we're when we're marketing ourselves. Um, so when it comes to your branding, so your brand identity and your brand strategy and even your website, was there a stage at which you chose to invest in your branding, whether that's time or money? And how did that kind of come about for you? Yes, definitely. Um, I mean, I've, I've learned, I mean, I've had to learn all of this stuff from scratch Tani so I've learned about branding and I'm still learning about it um I mean this is why I this is one of the reasons why I I enjoy social media discussion I enjoy the debate the you know the toing and the throwing the the you know this and I know I say I spend sort of more hours than I should on social media but this is where I think you know the learning happens um, and you know you get the insights and 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 the say and the, and the different points of view. So I have um, you know learned about branding, um, and I'm still learning about it. I'm still learning about marketing. I'm taking part in those discussions and whatnot. But I, I learned about the fact that obviously there's far more to branding than just your logo. Um, you, you know, there's your obviously your brand values are very much um, a much part of that as well. But um, so I've done, uh, you know, I've done a lot of reading. I've paid attention to, to to what people have said online, and and you know, follow people and everything else. But I my my logo, I just sort of came up with it myself. Um, but there was a little bit of a little bit of sort of thinking about the colours. There is a significance to the the sort of purpley bluey, and as you can see, my. My, my ball behind me is not quite the same shade as my logo, but it all ties together. Um, but, you know, my colours, um, my name, um, that that runs all through like my website and obviously my um, Instagram grid. I mean, if people go follow me on Instagram, they'll see um, that it's that hopefully, it you know, when they see that, they know it's me. But then, the, you know, the brand values, I mean, it's such you know I can't you know to me that's that's more about what branding is about it's about that that is what really matters because unless you are really clear about what your business stands for every time you you show up on social media on your website on a podcast in at networking and whatever else if you're not, not absolutely clear about what you value, what you want your business to achieve, who it is that you're reaching out to, how you're communicating those messages to that ideal client, how you're then ensuring that that consistency lasts from the beginning of the customer journey to the end and the follow up and everything else. Then to me, you know, you haven't got brand values. You're just you're just handing away, throwing pro- products and offers at people and saying, buy me, buy me, buy me. So that's where my value, my value foundations come from. Speaking to my heart, Ella, speaking to my heart. Yeah, absolutely. The, the fact that, yeah, 
everything that you've just said, branding being part of the entire experience. And I think that that's something that often gets overlooked is it's not just, not just that it's not just the visuals, but it's more that even your customer experience is an extension of your brand and understanding how that fits into it and how that plays. And like we've been talking about already, your community is an extension of your brand because it's an extension of how you're showing up for your business. And I love the fact that I, my impression of the way that we've met and everything else has always been I had a good feeling for who you are what you did and the way that you did it the approach that you had just purely from having conversations that most of the time were completely unrelated to specifics within our businesses but it was more you get a sense of the values that people hold and I guess that this is where it comes back through to that feeling of authenticity as well, because if you can exude those values, if those values are so connected to your personal beliefs, if you're a personal brand, then you're naturally going to be able to communicate your values through a conversation about something completely unrelated to what you do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And funny enough, you know, I mean, I'm conscious of the fact that we actually haven't talked about what I do specifically. <laughs> Would you like to? You're more than welcome to. <laughs> but I was going to say that this is the difference to me about being absolutely clear about your, yes, what you know, what you offer, but it's the way that you offer it, the unique way that you offer it, the individual way that you offer it. Because as I say, I think, you know, the thing for me was that when I started in social media marketing, you know, and we know that, you know, social media managers are 10 a penny, you know, and, and they are all different levels, standards. Um, they've all got different things that they're particularly good at and, and, and so forth. You know, you'll get, you'll get fantastic social media managers who are absolutely shit hot at analytics and insights. And if that's and if data is 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 the thing that you are really keen about in your business, that is the sort of social media manager you want. Not necessarily the one who creates the best, you know, most imaginative, creative content and so forth. You know, so just thinking about those different aspects of social social media management. That's why it's such a nuanced sort of job in a way, you know, and, and has so many layers to it rather than just shoving something on your Instagram feed. But you know, I mean, for me, you know, the whole personal branding thing about um, the fact that I was a teacher, the fact that I, you know, that I I feel that I've got an understanding of unraveling people's problems. And that's when people come to me. It's when they've got social media marketing, they've done their social media and they're stuck with it or they don't understand something, then they'll come to me and I kind of do a bit of a diagnostic. Um, I look at what they're doing and, and everything we talked about in that previous podcast I'll do all of that, you know, look at what's happening on their social media platforms, but also what can they, you know, what can they realistically do? What's the time? How much time have they got available? How much content have they got available? What's their business about and so forth? And have they got all that? Gosh, I need to draw breath now because this is just such... Breathe, breathe, Ella. <laughs> it's such, you know, it's so, it's so what I'm passionate about, you know, but I think, you know, I really do believe that, you know, if you've got the foundations in place with anything that you're running in your business, as you've said, Tammy, then you can really, um, you know, your, your, your business is, is much more likely to last and to go in the direction that you want it to go in. It will grow in the way that you want it to grow. So I help business owners to get their social media marketing in place in that same way. Make sure that all the foundations are set and then I will help them. Now, if they want to grow their personal brand, then I will help them to grow their personal brand. But others have already got a very strong idea about their personal brand, but they don't really understand about how to do the social media marketing side of it. 
So that's okay. what I will I will help them with. So it's kind of it's personal branding that I do mainly with service based um, industries, mainly with people in industries that are kind of difficult to to show online, such as regulated professions. So people working in financial services and so forth, people in those sort of more traditional sort of professions that you wouldn't necessarily see so much on social media. But I will help anybody who knows me, likes me, trusts me, knows that they've seen me online and thinks, oh, that Ella woman, I think I want to work with her. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you support the industries almost that mirror the industry that you came from. So being a teacher and then helping others to promote their business on social media when they do come from some of those more traditional industries. I think that that's a really, really wonderful reflection. Yes. Of, of I love it when things come full circle. I love how things kind of mirror and grow and, and, and kind of amplify different areas of our historical careers in what we're doing now. Yeah, I think that that's brilliant. Awesome. So it's wonderful to hear kind of what you actually do (laughs) as opposed to kind of all the rest of these conversations that we've been having, which is kind of why you do it and how you do it and and your motivations and things. But I'd love to know what your favorite part of your business is. I know it's a big question. Oh, I do. I do love still, funnily enough, I still really do love teaching. So, um, I mean, if, if somebody wants to work one-to-one with me and be taught one-to-one, um, train one-to-one, uh, it's so satisfying. I mean, I, I, I yesterday, for example, um, I had a, an artist um, approach me and she said, I don't know, I don't know anything about this social media, but, but you know, her work is amazing. Um, and she she wanted to learn about Instagram. We had a, a one-to-one um, consultation. I've gone to her Instagram today and I've seen what she's already starting to put into practice and to me oh talk about model student and that is what I love that is what I love it's when I see it's actually that is it that's what really gives me such such joy in my in my business is when I actually see the information the ideas and whatever that I give to people actually be taking at you know action being taken on those the implementation because I think, you know, then I feel, feel then that people have got value for money because we can all go on courses. We can all read blog posts. We can all go to webinars and and <laughs> join webinars and not actually put any of it into in, into action. But when we do take it, we implement, I think it makes such a huge difference. And it's, a, it's, it is, it's just wonderful for me. And then it's even lovelier when they come back and say to me, oh, Ella, that was so good that you <laughs> suggested yeah I think that that's that's true it's the actions that we take isn't it and seeing others take actions that we know would benefit them but it's it's so sometimes it can just be so difficult and to know that they value your insight and your advice so much that they're just like you know what I know this is going to help me I'm going to do this straight away you it's it's a whole mess of inspiration and creativity and accountability as well which is a big thing that I'm learning all rolled into one that you're supporting someone else with their business and I think that that's just yeah that's just wonderful and my last question before we move on to your your piece of advice for the listeners is as a social media marketer what has been yeah what is your favorite or your most effective method of marketing that you've used for your business growth <laughs> I would say <laughs> I would say being on video has been 
hugely um, beneficial. I think, you know, we are moving. It's not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but we are moving to into this phase now where video is huge. It is huge. And we know it's like, say, so short form video is, is even huger you know it's going to be a big thing and I mean it's it's the big talking point at the moment on LinkedIn um so I think the fact that I, I you know I, I love I love obviously just talking to the camera and I know some people find that quite difficult but I know that my audience is out there they are listening if they're not even listening there at that point if I'm going live they're going to be listening and watching it some other time at, at their own leisure. And that, again, that's the beauty of social media, isn't it? So I think, yeah, being being on video has been um, a real game changer for me. But also, I mean, obviously being on Clubhouse has been amazing as well. I mean, I've it's it's I've really made some amazing connections on there and found new new communities who, who you know, let's be honest, you know, eventually you can sell to. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why we're in business and that's why we show up is because eventually... We do want to convert people into buyers. Yeah. All of it is moving towards that. If you make friends along the way and you have these conversations and you learn something, that's wonderful. But at the end of the day, you can't really get away from the fact that we are trying to make money. Like That's what we're doing. But we're doing it in a way where we're exchanging services that are solutions to, to challenges and problems and approaches that other people need fulfilling or need support with from someone else so it's it's mutual it is I mean somebody said I mean I was at a marketing conference last week um which is when we should have originally been <laughs> recording this podcast but somebody said you know like what is this marketing and it is this thing about you know the right offer at the right time to the right person and and that is why it's worth keep showing up wherever it is at a time and uh you know as a, a, you know that suits us you know that we're not kind of we don't become you know we, we have control over how often how often we want to show up and when we feel comfortable about doing that and because you've got to be enjoying it oh 100 so let's wrap up this episode with one last piece from you so a a key piece of advice from everything that we've talked about today in your business journey what would be the one thing that you'd like to share with the listeners? I would say don't overwhelm yourself. Uh, again, you know, I, I get lots of lovely um, sound bites from, from people. And one of them is from my, my coach, business coach. And she says, stay in your own lane. Don't compare yourself to other people. It's the fast route to to your own demise when you do that I think you know you're on your own journey so do what you feel you need to do for your business but keep moving forward because it's so satisfying (laughs) brilliant advice I absolutely agree I think overwhelm is probably one of the words that we hear as much as authenticity so I feel like it needs to be addressed just as frequently that was absolutely wonderful Ella thank you so much for sharing an insight into what you do and where your business kind of grew from it's amazing where can the listeners find you online if you listen to the previous podcast podcast you'll have heard that um I'm well I, I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn I'm on, on there pretty much every day so please do come and connect with me and tell me that you listen to Tammy's podcast as well that would be really great if you could do that and then you can tell me Ella (laughs) I'll tell you whether or not they listen to it yes who it was yeah yeah so um and same on Instagram please come and follow me drop me a DM um I love receiving uh, DMs um and I will reply um or Twitter Facebook um all of those Twitter Facebook Instagram it's all a much more 
social you'll find me as Ella or on LinkedIn and also come and drop me a message on my website if you wish which is much more social brilliant thank you so so much all of the links will be in the show notes as always listeners so if you'd like to see more of Ella and her work and her wonderful advice be sure to go and check out those links pop her a follow and connect and listeners if you are enjoying the podcast can I ask like Ella has just asked can you tell just one more person about the brand lounge maybe recommend your favorite episode maybe recommend this episode it really does help the podcast to grow and it means that I can continue bringing you these new episodes and guests every week but until next time head on over to our Instagram community or find us on Clubhouse with the links in the show notes and we can continue these conversations in the brand lounge